spirituality um, is very much a, a buzz phrase, but often banded about rather vaguely, uh, with a lack of definition. And as a, as a philosopher, I really like defining things. Uh, it makes things understandable, and uh, we can all make sure we're on the same page when we're talking about it. So here's a, a number of steps to approaching what, what is a spirituality. Um, first of all, a, a spirituality is it's a way of life, a way of living. I think, and it's interesting to observe that when Christianity started, um, the name that Christians had for it at first was the Way. You know, look in the Bible; they were called followers of the Way, and it was actually uh, non-Christians. It was the pagans who coined the phrase Christian, you know, a follower of Christ. Um, but of course, those go together. We, Christians are people who follow the way of Christ, or follow in the way of of Christ. Um, Secondly, I think it's clear that, that spirituality is, is to do with relationships. It works, this way of life works itself out in our relationships. Uh, and you could divide those relationships into a number of categories. And you could say our, our relationship fundamentally with whatever we conceive ultimate reality as being. Uh, so our relationship with ultimate reality... Uh, with the natural reality around us, the world around us, with other people, and indeed our relationship to ourselves. Um, so think of Jesus' answer to the, the, the question about the greatest commandment. Uh, he, he said it was to love the Lord your God with all of, all of your uh, mind and heart uh, and strength, and to love your neighbour as yourself. So that's talking about a number of different relationships, and it's saying... In the context of your relationship with God, uh, you love your neighbour because of that relationship with God. And indeed, you love your neighbour as you love yourself because of your relationship with God. So there's a, a sort of a, an inner structure to the relationships um, that this way of life works itself out into. And then finally, uh, and again... Jesus saying, love the Lord with all your mind and your heart uh, and your strength, for example. I think that, that brings to light three uh, elements that any spirituality, whether it's Christian or, or not, will have. That a spirituality includes um, your mind, your thinking, how, what you think is true and false about reality, so your worldview and how you think about things. But then also your, your heart in, in modern terms, not just your emotional capacities but your commitments to things and the combination of what you believe and the the attitudinal response towards what you believe whether positive or, or negative will then lead you to to act in the world and behave in the world in ways characteristic of that spirituality in a way that then becomes a sort of feedback loop so it's a spirituality becomes how we relate to reality through the combination of our, our head and our heart and our hands, if you like. And I think everybody has a spirituality, but will fill out the details of what's in the head, what are the commitments of the heart, what should we be doing in the world because of that uh, in different but overlapping ways. How do many films express a spiritual view of reality? <clears throat> so films 
aren't but express a spiritual view of reality, at least if they have people in them, as most films do, or characters who are persons, as most films do, uh, or indeed are made by people. Um, as I think all films uh, are, because those people who make the film will have their own spiritualities that will become reflected in, in what they do in the progressive process of making that film. Now, you know, some films, sort of auteur films as they're called, are much more heavily directed by one person's vision, sort of the, the, the director, writer, producer who also does the editing <laughs> and may have a hand in doing the special effects as well, the sort of all-round filmmaker. And, and so their vision and thus their spirituality will, will predominate over the making of that film. But, of course, filmmaking is a very collaborative art form and many people's uh, spirituality will, will contribute uh, to it. Um, but perhaps what you will notice on screen... Uh, comes through particularly from the the world the, the worldview and the spirituality of the script writer. Uh, perhaps it, it varies from film to film, but you can ask these questions about spirituality, thinking you know what are the what is the worldview, what is the, the the heart commitments, what are the actions, not only of the the makers of the film, in terms of what spirituality are they communicating or raising questions about, say. Um, but of the characters in the film and compare and contrast the characters. So in, in typical sort of actly terms, you know, what's my motivation? What, what do I believe about reality? What am I trying to achieve? What are the obstacles in this character's way? What are they prepared to do in order to overcome that obstacle? What kind of person, what kind of way of life are they exhibiting in doing that? Um, how, how does the drama of the film emerge from the opposition of ways of life of the characters, their disagreements over whether we should or should not do this, uh, whether we should go to this extreme in order to achieve our goals or not, and so on. So when watching a film, you can ask the... Bear in mind these basic categories of spirituality of the head and the heart and the hands and apply that to the makers of the film but also the characters within a film. What is a monster... I'm really fascinated by the, the subject of monsters uh, within uh, film, and I've been thinking quite a lot recently about uh, what is a, a monster uh, and the difference between uh, a genuine monster and what you might simply call a, a dangerous creature. Uh, so, so take uh, the film Moby Dick, the film of Moby Dick, a famous film. There is a, a gigantic dangerous creature, the whale in Moby Dick. But the whale is not the monster in Moby Dick. The monster in Moby Dick is Captain Ahab, uh, who is, of course, he's a human being. He's not an animal or a creature or what have you. Um, but he's the monster because he behaves monstrously in, in his obsession with revenge and the results that that has for, for his crew. So there's a difference between uh, being a creature or being dangerous and actually being a, being a monster. And if you look back into the, the linguistic roots of this, it's quite interesting because we, we get the term monster from the Latin root, uh, monstrere, uh, which means to show or to warn. Uh, think of the English word to demonstrate. 
I demonstrate something to you, I show you, I warn you about it. Um, so there's a sense in which a monster is a fictional creation that demonstrates something, that warns us about something. And indeed, I would say it's, it's a, a fictional creation that, that demonstrates and warns humanity about our own evil and inhumanity in that sense. Um, so a real film monster is a, a, a way of sort of um, externalising and dealing with our own sin. And uh, films in which that monster is overcome uh, and destroyed or survived are uh, what literary theorists would call um, dramas of reassurance, uh, which fits the the biblical uh, pattern uh, of uh, the creation and the fall and the the redemption and the, the happily ever after. Kind of thing that there is that there's a progress. There is evil. It's real. It must be fought against. Uh, it it can be successfully fought against and overcome, and there can be a happy ending. And so, uh, in that sense, um, you know, the Bible gives a, a format for a successful drama because that's reflecting the nature of of reality. Uh, and these little dramas that we make in film. Uh, where we have these monsters, they're telling us and warning us against our own evil, but also reassuring us that evil, although it's real and it's in us, it can and should be fought against and can be overcome.